the ball, he made it! Stretch here, International Players Anthem Soccer Podcast, World Cup, Brazil 2014 previews. We're going group by group. Down to the end, Stephen. Group H, Russia, Belgium, South Korea, and Algeria. Tale of this one, no blue bloods, no major tradition. Certainly Russia with the, with the Soviet Union, a team that, a global power for many decades, but uh, that's but a faint echo. Um, perhaps no team embodies this particular group more than Belgium a country that was ranked 48th during the last World Cup and has risen to be ranked 5th in the world, undefeated in qualifying, only allowed 6 goals, easily the most uh, talented European team, I'd argue, going to Brazil. Steven, how do you like their chances? Uh, I think I think they're pretty damn good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that they're clearly the best team in this group. I think they're a, a team that is young. Um, certainly when you, you read off their roster, like Aiden Hazard, uh, Romelu Lukaku, Vincent Kompany, um, Axel Witzel, you've got a lot of the up-and-coming players in Europe right now, and I, I think that uh, they're going to win this group fairly easily. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Now, Belgium, the real question I think that the people have had is, is how did they get to become the equivalent of a one seed in this tournament? How did they get good? And it really comes down to... Uh, a, a complete political facelift that has gotten out of that country, and specifically with the, uh, you know, around the 90s, a lot of the former Belgian colonies, specifically the Congo, um, basically were allowed legal immigration into Belgium because they, you know, were, were dealing with poor economy and just general societal ills in the continent of Africa, were allowed a safe way into Belgium, and uh, the Belgian government didn't really know what to do with all these people, and so they basically created a series of soccer-based, like kind of a soccer-based economy, uh, new training programs, um, every inner city stuffed with new courts and leagues and coaching jobs. The Belgian Domestic League uh, basically exists to develop talent and then sell it to the bigger leagues. Otherwise, it can't really sustain itself. So, you know, you, you put about... 15, 20 years of this into work, and, and the payoff is this golden generation of, of players that, yeah, if you follow the Premier League or if you follow any of the major European leagues, guys that just stuff those leagues and, and run it. And the team finally came together around 2012 under manager Mark Wilmot, who was actually the last guy to score for Belgium at the 2002 World Cup, uh, former politician actually in Belgium. So they're fantastic. And, and, and yeah, Stephen, they're, they're, you know, I don't know. I, I, I am super high on these. And, of course, the question is, you know, the World Cup, if this were the Euros, I think you and I would feel really good about them potentially winning it. At the World Cup, if you don't have that tradition behind you, it's really hard to break through in a major way. And I don't think you or I doubt that they're going to top this group. The question is, how far are they going to go? Um, moving on to Russia, yeah, they finished above Portugal in qualifying, run that international 
Uh, very basic 4-2-3-1 formation. They're tough to break down. Fabio Capello, the former England manager, the Italian manager, is um, leading them really strict. He's clashed a bit with the team, but he's, he's got his country ranked number 19. So that's the, the defensive disciplinarian side. Um, a lot of talent, but it's a team that's made 100% of Russian domestic league players. So we don't really know how good Russia really is. Uh, that said, I think they are in a pretty good position to advance second because the South Korea team, against South Korea, a country that finished in the top four at the 2002 World Cup, uh, been a, an international mainstay ever since. This is a transitional year for South Korea. Uh, their head coach, Hong Myung-bu, is the, actually the guy that was their captain in 2002. He's uh, that country's most capped player. The best player is 21 years old. And so I think South Korea, you know, not a very impressive team, ranked toward the bottom there of the top 40 in the world. Uh, I think South Korea is playing for third. Yeah, I I, I have to agree. Um, you know, that's a team you and I saw together in person. Uh, we went and saw Mexico play kind of their B team uh, right after uh, their manager was hired. Um, yeah, barely scraped through in into the into the World Cup, and you know, then kind of had a management crisis. Um, I agree. Russia for me is the second best team here. Uh, I, I think they're a team that could surprise some people. Like you said, they they outdueled Portugal across ten games uh, to, to qualify directly for the World Cup. And Portugal, of course, had to play Sweden in that uh, playoff. Um, you know, I with as far as South Korea and Algeria are concerned, as well as Belgium, they're all younger teams. Um, Belgium, of course, is, is kind of there. They've got they've as far as talent-wise, they've evolved. They're they're a team that can certainly compete uh, in Europe, and um, you know may make some noise here at this World Cup. Um, like, like you said, the the, the lack of, of international experience is somewhat off-putting for for this Belgian team. Um, I mean, mo most of their players are you know in their early twenties. We've got a few in in their mid twenties, um, and. South Korea is, is much the same way, like you said, a team in transition. Um, most of those players, um, I think nine are under the age of 24, and they only have one player over the age of 30. Um, it's, it's a team for me that's got a lot of talent. Uh, Sun Hung Min, uh, only 21 years old, was, got off to a great start for Bayer Leverkusen this year and, and ended up kind of, uh, you know, slowly cruising into the, uh, into the, uh, the end of the year there, but scored 10 goals in the Bundesliga, which is a formidable, um, you know, uh, task. Uh, they've also got Zhidong Wan. Uh, he's a player who, who a lot's been expected of, was signed, uh, uh, I believe, by an English club early on in his career, um, and is now going to be playing for Borussia Dortmund this next season. So they've got a lot of young players that... that uh, I think in four years, when we're talking 2018, South Korea is going to be a very good team, a very interesting team. Uh, but but they're just not ready yet. And the same goes for Algeria. They've they've just kind of got a lot of bit parts. Um, they've they've got some good players like you know Nabil Bintaleb, who plays for your favorite team, uh, Tottenham, but he's only 19. Uh, well, you know they've also got former Premier League player Majid Bouguera, who played. Uh, I don't know that he's at a, a big club right now, but no, he's playing. No, is actually, so. yeah, Bouguer is a, a domestic league guy now. Uh, so, yeah, he's just one of those older guys. Not unlike, say, Karagounis with Greece, you know, the old 30-plus yeah. guy that's kind of like dwindling in the, or, you know, enjoying the sort of final act for the home fans at the end of his career. And, and yeah, you're right. It's a transitional team. 
um, their manager uh, is Valid Halehodzik, I believe is how it's pronounced. But he's you know he used to manage Paris Saint Germain. Uh, he's the equivalent of a knight in France. I mean he's just a like a well-regarded um, manager that that everybody has respect for and. Because of that, I actually think Algeria is going to finish third. I think South Korea, uh, again, they have a hard time defending set pieces. Uh, they're, they're good on the break, but again, it's just another 4-2-3-1 team. Uh, every group, every country in this group is running that 4-2-3-1 set. The difference is that Belgium runs it with where basically your, your mids are in kind of like a roaming, attacking role, and they can do whatever they want. So Belgium's a lot more aggressive. Russia's the toughest defensive team here. Belgium's the most talented or the most aggressive. I like Belgium. Then I like Russia. And then I think I'm going to give Algeria a slight edge. Have them finishing third. South Korea, it's a building block World Cup. Lucky to be here. Here because they come from, let's be frank, a weak zone with minimal tradition. South Korea fourth. Algeria third. Russia number two. Belgium. We're going to give them that vote of confidence to win the group. Yeah, I I mean, I, I agree with you that it's going to be Russia and Belgium. I think this group is, is very interesting, though, because... You get a, a defensive team like uh, Russia, who beat Morocco the other day 2-0, and, and there was, uh, we'll have to put it in this post, uh, just a tremendous second goal score for them that, you know, if you speak the international language for holy shit, uh, that goal registers on that scale. So, uh, but I have I have Russia, they, they remind me a lot of that 2006 Italy team, just a very, uh, you know, they're flying under the radar. All the domestic league players, of course, they've got Fabio Capello. I have them drawing every single game in this group. I have them them getting through, whereas everybody else loses to Belgium. So I've got Belgium at seven. I've got Russia with three points, and I've got uh, one point each for uh, or two points each, excuse me, for Algeria and Korea. Uh, I, I think that that. Uh, th those teams are are all going to kind of, uh, you know, stalemate uh, in that group with uh, Russia being able to hold Belgium and that being the difference for, for them to get out of that group. Fantastic. Well, folks, if you've been listening to these podcasts wondering, what's up with all the chirping birds in the background? Is Ramon already in the jungle? Is he in Manaus? Is he in the heart of the Amazon? <laughs> uh, no. I'm uh, at my local Starbucks in the patio uh, with my laptop plugged in, talking shop here. International Players Anthem, we take our podcast to the streets. We will see you tomorrow, Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern, Brazil and Croatia kickoff. We'll be broadcasting an hour beforehand. Or is it two hours beforehand? I, I forget. It doesn't matter. Tune in. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. We got uh, pre-game shows, we got giveaways, we got special announcements that we make for the benefit of the bar, which will be of no use to you, the listener that's streaming, but we should have this thing pretty well hosted. It's going to be fantastic. Steven and I, IPA Podcast Live, we're turning out the World Cup, and we'll see you down there in Austin. Oh, I don't know where to begin. We are North Americans, and for those of you who still think we're from England, we're not, no. We bid our planes and our trains till we think we might die.